after a wild week one, we didn't get many more answers for week two. It just kept us guessing. And now we're going to start week three with a CMC injury. Not the best way to go. Welcome in here, everybody, to the Dynasty Mafia podcast. Week three already, guys. We got our week two recap show. And we got a really good one for you today on September 23rd, Thursday, probably Friday by the time you're hearing this. Uh, Antonio with you as always, Keenan and Eric as well. What's going on tonight, fellas? Hey, hey, what's going on? What's up, boys? What's up? I always let Eric answer now, and he always gets all shy. I love it. Get, look at him. He's all red. Don't be shy, Eric. No, that's just the lighting in here. Oh, yeah. Nice, our fans love Big E. A nice tone. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I just want to be I just want to be the loved one here. Yeah. Oh, you definitely are the loved one, man. Yeah. You're the big teddy bear on the show. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but no, man, speaking of love, we got to give some of that to the Raiders. Cortland Sutton, Aaron Jones, Derek Henry, Cooper Cup. A lot of big performances this week. Tony Pollard, I don't want to talk about him, but we're gonna have to. He's scaring a lot of the Zeke owners. But uh, like I said, there was there was a lot of questions after week one. I really don't feel like a lot of them were answered in week two. Uh, so week three is going to be a pretty big one in this 17-game uh, season. I'm really excited for it. We have a lot of good things to talk about today. We're going to talk about our biggest surprises. We're going to talk about our buys, some sells, some stresses and impresses. Uh, we're going to go over some of the games and uh, also talk about some big recaps, some big recaps from week two. Uh, excuse me. So uh, while we get that started, uh, how's your week, Ben Keenan? How's your week going, buddy? Not bad. Not bad. Um, I'm do- dominating a couple fantasy leagues, so I can't. I can't complain. Um, that two two uh, two keeper league. Um, you and I were talking about. What I got four hundred fifty points ready in two weeks, and you're behind me by by like a hundred points. That yeah, I, I I wish I would have uh, drafted that same lineup in all eleven leagues. Cooper Cup is saving me, though. Cooper Cup is saving. That's my guy, Cooper Cup. I I got him in two of my eight leagues in redraft after pronouncing him as my guy. So I'm really disappointed in that. Uh, But what I am disappointed for, too, is all the injuries that happened this week. That's another thing that really killed the week. Uh, We had a lot of big-name quarterbacks go down. We had some big-name wide receivers, running backs, all big names in general. Um, just an accoutrement of players, unfortunately. Uh, thankfully, though, we don't have uh, many that are long-term. Uh, we'll dive back into that. But, Eric, how's your week been going, buddy? Eric's week's going bad. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> he just got hurt. He was crying a minute ago. He had, he had the tissues out. Dude. Yeah, we were we, recording during the Thursday night football game, and uh, yeah. CMC what, just got uh, pulled a hammy right before we hopped on. But what gets me the most is that I traded for him. I traded Keenan. I traded you for him in one league. Last off season, uh, what I give you? I gave you Nick Chubb. Um, oh yeah, something uh, else. I don't even know, but Nick, Chubb, Nick Chubb's Nick great. Chubb and a couple firsts, I think it was, or something yeah, I don't like know. that. It, I don't know what it was. It was a hefty price. Yeah, and he just come on. We were so excited hey, for him to be to be back this year. He was doing I, great, for, you know, the past two weeks. But I think he's done. Yeah. As, he, as he's number, done this week, it says he's, he's I, done I think he's week. done as uh, that number one fantasy option. Well, I, what worries me the most, Keenan, you saw the injury. My head was down. Um, but between you telling me about the injury and him getting ruled out, I don't think it was more than three or four minutes. 
And it's what, what the yeah, like, I, don't, I don't think it was oh, that yeah. long for them to say he's done for the game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It you was, know, it was right away. It, it, it went it went to a commercial and it came back and they said we have some bad news. Right and before the commercial they said he was in the medical tent. So it was quick and you if you watch the replay, you kind of see it pop, I think. I mean it, I I could be just seeing things, but um I I don't think like I said, I think I think it was me who said it last year. I was like, this is the time to trade CMC. This is, you'll never get that value for him. So m- most important question, providing, you know, it, it's, you know, worst comes to worst, CMC is not back next week. How much fab are we spending on Chuba Hubbard? I mean, I don't think you find out. I don't think you we find out if he's out the following week because they, they have a long week this week. So they're going to try to rehab him and may I'm, I mean, actually hamstring injuries. So you'd never, yeah, never know. It depends, not, how bad. Yeah, it, it depends how bad it is. I mean, Eckler last year, I don't know if you guys ever seen the picture of, of his leg, how black and blue it was after he pulled his hammy. Um, he was out for what? 10 weeks or something like that. He, yeah. He was about, I think it was week eight or nine. He came back. Yeah. yeah but it, and, it can definitely linger. Um, it's not something you want to see, but Chuba Hubbard, if he's the one which looks like so far, I don't think Royce Freeman. I don't think we're going to have a Mike Davis situation last year where they're going to ride one player the whole time. It's a I different offense. Have, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they have Freeman in there who has also shown he can catch balls. He did that in Denver. Yeah. He did it in college very well. So I think that right now Hubbard is the guy you're going to want um, as we watch. What are we sitting at? Uh, five minutes left in the second. So who, Hubbard's definitely the guy you're going to want. I'm spending. We'll hear more information by the time waivers, but I'm spending thirty or forty percent. If not, I was, was yeah. going to say I was going to say fifty. If if, um, if we find out before Tuesday that he's out the following week, and he, and if a report comes out that it might be four to five weeks, at least fifty yeah. percent. A lot will depend on the rest of this game. I feel, and, and yeah. obviously with what what comes out with CMC, but obviously you know, just curious right off the right off the bat there with with seeing what. Yeah, and their bye week isn't even until week thirteen, so you can't yeah. say, oh well. At least maybe he'll save a game missing a bye. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that uh, as we get more information. But speaking of injuries, I had mentioned we did have uh, a plethora uh, of coming through. So the quarterback injuries, notable Tyrod Taylor, Carson Wentz, Tua, uh, Lamar is sitting out of practice, Andy Dalton. Uh, we saw Justin Fields is going to be the starter. Uh, Baker got injured. Big Ben got injured. Uh, Derek Carr you know, stop me if you hear any names uh, that I might have missed. But uh, it seems like long-term wise, we're more so looking at Tyrod Taylor with his hamstring. He's out on IR. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, both of his ankles are sprained, but they think he's going to be playing this week. He's going to try personally. I don't know if they should, but I'm sure they don't want to go 0-3. Um, two of his x-ray ribs, x-rays on his ribs were negative, which was good. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Brissett got shut out from the Bills this week. I'm not sure what route they're going to want to go again. He got shut out again. Two, oh two yeah, games, when it was Indy, right? Two games in a row. His oh, technically he didn't really start this one, but let's say he did. He got he's lost. Was it 35? What's 35 plus 16? Uh, yeah, 40. Yeah, 51. Yeah, good math there. Save yourself. Yeah, yeah, 51. 51 to nothing. He's lost in two Bills games. You know what? Now that I'm reminding myself not to interrupt you, there didn't CMC had cramps last week. He did. And like I don't know if it's the same ankle or if it's the same uh, leg or whatnot, but that that just came in my head right now that uh, he had cramps. But um, 
anyways, uh, so those quarterbacks, uh, like I mentioned, Andy Dalton's out, so Justin Fields will be coming in. That'll be exciting. Uh, we're watching Davis Mills play right now over Tyrod Taylor. Um, He's looking Garrett rough. Carson's like he'll play. He's looking a little rough, uh, that's for sure. Big Ben, uh, his pec injury, they said he's probably going to play. So, like I said, we had a lot of injuries in the quarterback realm, but it really seems like just Tyrod, uh, possibly two and Wentz are going to be long-term. Dalton, I think I said he'll be playing by week three anyway, uh, Fields. So. How does someone sprain both his ankles? Dude, I – <laughs> it's like that you know when it's always spring both of his ankles it's like that uh that video that viral video that went around of that guy trying to do a dunk and he like broke both of his knees yeah <laughs> when he landed i just feel like it's, it's like bad it's, luck like, it's just it's Car- he, carson wentz, wentz plays a reckless kind of game for a quarterback for a quarterback that wants to be a franchise quarterback let's say um, i think he he feels like he's cam newton but he's yeah, not I, I mean even cam newton like after his like couple years, after his first couple injuries, he started sliding and going out of bounds. The one play, I don't even know what it was. He was like getting sandwiched and he was still trying to make a throw. One, you're going to get injured, which he did. And two, you're going to turn the ball over when you're doing something like that. And I don't know. I, I feel like he just hasn't learned. He he thinks that he could make that. He's trying to win a game in one play. Let's just say that. He's Josh Allen. You know, two years ago, which I know you can't compare that two years ago because Carson has a Super Bowl, but uh, just the reckless does YOLO. He? He's got he's got a Super Bowl ring. Does I don't. He? It is what it is, man. Nick Foles. But the, what worries me though is they're on two right now, and they're about to go on a three game road trip. And they're going to be all five. It's going to be scary. They're at Tennessee, Miami, and Baltimore. So Man. I understand wanting to play him. But with, with talking about. Indy real quick, I because I wanted to talk about this later, but it's, it's easy now. I was we We're talking about our buyers and sells later. I was thinking about buying JT, but the I, more I thought about it, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm worried because he's getting the work. Um, it's a schedule. But, you, got, you got to look at a schedule. Yeah, it's a real easy schedule coming up. I tried to buy him from our buddy Clint, and um, I don't think Clint looked ahead to, to see what the schedule was, but he didn't want to move JT because he said he likes JT, but – I try to buy him because I saw the schedule. Carson's hurt. They're going to rely on JT more. And it was worth by law. It's worth, it's worth taking a risk. That's what, that's what like I, I was originally going to call him my buy low, but then, then I just got more worried. What's going to happen if, you know, if Carson isn't coming back and he winds up being out, uh, let's say he injures himself. If he does come back and he's out the rest of the season, if Jonathan Taylor gets the work we want, couldn't you sell him right now for a player that'll get you a better return? Because, like for example, right now he has 32 rushes, no touchdowns. You know he's getting he had one target last game. It's scary because he had seven the first game. So like if I could move him for an AJ Brown plus Justin Jefferson plus, uh, you know, would you do that type of trade right now if you could afford it? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're getting a great player in, in return, but. I was trying to lowball Clint. So, nah, if you can, <laughs> if you can afford it, I mean, I guess, but I don't see how anyone's able to afford trading away a running back like Jonathan Taylor unless yeah. you're getting I mean, um, another run, you know, another top, at least top ten running back. You know, in my opinion, I mean, I'd be shooting well, for the top it. five guys, but you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, like if you got Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, um, you know, a couple guys like that. Uh, like on, top of Justin Jefferson. On, on top of um, 
Jonathan Taylor. Antonio, what, what what running back did we talk about me trading for with you? When Mixon? Mixon. Oh, you wanted to get DeAndre Swift. All right, that's it's. They're not at the same that's level. Oh yeah, but but you, you know, can get DeAndre Swift plus. Yeah, but here's my thing: like it's going to be so tough to trade for any of these top running backs because you need you need another running back back in re- in return. And which running back are you going to settle for? Would you would you have done Sutton and let's say Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Mixon or or uh, what was the other running back that we talked Swift. about? Swift. Swift. Yeah. Sutton. And Ceh Taylor Taylor is just too safe for me to trade away. I mean, I you know, like you said, he had wait seven targets week one, I believe it was. Um, I mean, obviously only one last week, but I still think he has a safe floor. Um, And you know, I think touchdowns are gonna come his way throughout the season. You know, um, as they did towards the end of last season. So, no, he's he's still behind a great offensive line. I mean, I know Carson Wentz went down, but hopefully. You know, yeah, maybe, like, maybe they'll lean on him a little bit more throughout the season. It's not like was Hines that? is producing like he was earlier in last year, like early on in the season last year. Yeah, Marlon Mack had a couple of drives. That was nice to see. Yeah, just yeah. to you know, see him coming back in. But um, no, I know I'm just uh, it just depends. I'm just being yeah. It would really depend. I'm just being a little bit of a worry wart right now. Let's move um, on. We'll we... talk a little more back to yeah. Let's let's get into the uh, some running back injuries. Uh, Elijah Mitchell's not practicing. Josh Jacobs will probably miss. Uh, Javante Williams hurt his oblique. He's a buy low candidate. So definitely keep your eye out for Is Javante he out this Williams. week? Uh, I don't think so. He'll, he's just, he was sitting with an oblique at least yesterday. Um, but I believe he was back and limited today. Uh, Jarvis Landry, he went from being a week to week, all of a sudden being on IR. Um, and then, you know, we weren't sure what OBJ is going to do if he's going to come back. He hasn't played since he's his playing. ACL injury in uh, October. He's week. But, yeah, it sounds like he's going to play. T. Higgins, uh, he didn't practice. And uh, it actually they just listed on his, on the website today, uh, the yeah, Bengals website, that he's probably not going to play. Yeah, which sucks. So, uh, you know, it is Thursday night. Take that with a grain of salt, but do keep an eye out that there's a chance T. Higgins might not play. So uh, practice accordingly. I do have Jamar Chase as a uh, stress as we speak before that news kind of came out. So oh, I'm watching McCaffrey walk away and it's sad. Um, but anyways, you are, uh, you are literally 10 minutes behind. Yeah, dude, it's what happens. You know, my, my TV is always behind. But uh, yeah, with that being said, T Higgins minor practice. So uh, it's not going to bode well at all, especially when they're playing against Pittsburgh. So it might be for the better. Who knows? It's not going to go well for them. Uh, Mari Cooper was was limited. Deontay Johnson didn't practice. Uh, Tyra Williams went into IR. Amari Cooper got hurt with some bruised whips. Uh, Metcalf banged his knee up, but he did finish the game. So anybody there, uh, Galladay's not practicing and uh, didn't sound like he's doing much. Is there anybody that's alarming that might not play for Sunday that you, you think you have a question about besides T. Higgins? What's going on with Josh Jacobs? Is he... Did he play week one? Yeah, he has. Uh, he did. He didn't play last week, and he's got a non-contact uh, jersey on in practice. Uh, I think they're going to sit him again, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it's just really weird that they didn't use Kenyon Drake very much. Well, you know, when they paid him yeah. the money they paid him, you never know what Gruden these days. I get it, but like you're starting running back 
goes out and then like you pick up a, a, a veteran off the streets and you give him more touches than the guy you're paying four million dollars a year. It's just kind of odd because that's why you pay your backup running back. He he only had like thirty some yards too. Yeah, it wasn't promising. Yeah, um, it's he got the touches, but like thirty yards on it was like double digit touches too. Yeah, not good. So uh, the deal with Josh Jacobs is sell, sell him, sell Kanye Drake if you can, uh, even if you can get you know. 50 cents on a dollar, uh, that might be worth, you know, try to get, I'm really big on Chase Evans. I don't know. I, I keep trying to get Chase Evans in every league I'm in. So if you can move Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake together or Josh Jacobs for like a Kenyon Drake uh, or geez, Chase Evans straight up, uh, go for him. If you can get Javante Williams, try to go for him. Uh, try to get Devonta Smith, who's not performing too well just yet. See, I'm opposite with you when it comes to Edmonds. Yeah. We're going to talk about him a little later. Yeah. I'm going to have to help you out there. Um, Jamichael Hasty, more, more San Francisco injuries. Uh, Jamichael Hasty is going to be out, but Trey Sermon, who got a concussion, sounds like he's going to play. Uh, they did pick up Duke Johnson and Lamar Miller. Yay. Um, just more, more issues there. I was big on Sermon going into the season. Um, injuries kind of plaguing him. Well, besides week one, the healthy scratch was interesting. But uh, I was really hoping he'd get – he get his wheels turning. So I'm still a fan for him for the second half of the season. Cause we obviously know that, um, you know, hasty's probably not going to do much for them. Mitchell might not be playing this week. Um, so he'll get an opportunity and, uh, I don't know. I'm excited for what sermon can do better half. He's on a good path to play on Sunday. Uh, so some big studs just to recap week two. I know we are in a week three already, but, um, I just wanted to mention, you know, those couple guys, cause we are going to talk about them. Cortland Sutton, Aaron Jones, Derek Henry uh, getting one up by Aaron Jones on Monday night. Cooper Cup, uh, Tony Pollard, like I said. So Tony Pollard, guys. Eric, mostly you. Um, Zeke had more touches. Zeke had less yards. Zeke was in 84% of the snaps. What the hell are you doing right now if you're a Zeke owner and you don't have Tony Pollard? Uh <laughs> I mean, I have him in a league, and I mean, I'm holding. What can you trade him for right now? Who's going to give you anything? You can't trade him for Jonathan Taylor right now. You know, they're being drafted right next to each other in the draft, but now, you know, nobody would even imagine trading Jonathan Taylor for Zeke. Um, I don't know dynasty leagues too. Like, what can, what what can you get for him in a dynasty league that's going to be worth trading him now? compared to what he potentially can be this season. I mean, what's going to happen with that situation? I don't know. I mean, why it would make sense for them to keep using Tony Pollard, right? I mean, it doesn't make sense on Jerry Jones pocket and the amount, it doesn't. Paying, the amount they're paying Zeke. It's they're going to go back to Zeke. And they, Zeke got his touches last week too. He got a touchdown out of it. Pollard had a good game, um, but he also had a couple good games last year. And then he disappears. Um, so, but another thing is, it, if you're the coaches and you really like what Pollard's showing, and you think Pollard is going to be the future feature running back in that offense, you know, if, if they're able to get out of Zeke's contract after this season, that's yeah, that's a. That's are a we going to start seeing that? And is that that part of the reason why it's happening? I mean, why wouldn't you run Zeke to the ground right now? Yeah, I he, mean, you're they're gonna they're gonna run Zeke to the ground. Um, Tony Pollard. You should have bought bought it low on him before the season started. He's definitely probably going to be their starter next year or 
they're not gonna they're not part because I know a big part why they you know probably weren't gonna run a ton or as much as some might or as much as they did in the past was because the wide receivers ahead, but I mean still uh, it's just it's crazy the split that they're having between the two. And like I said, I don't think they're going to run the ball 30-plus times a game because, you know, this is like the least decks throwing the ball in the last, like, nine games. So I, I'm just kind of – I think it might have just been a, a product of the game plan. They were going into oh. Los Angeles. They wanted to maybe try to keep Herbert off the field, even though I would think if you're Dallas, you just want to keep throwing and score, um, as they've been doing. But I'm not too worried at all. I think it's a good buy-low opportunity for Zeke. Yeah. That's, that's where my head's at. Here's my thing, Tony. You made a good point, or Antonio, you made a good point. Um, there, it was the lowest passing attempts that that Dak has in a while. Once they go back to throwing the ball, who's a better pass blocker, Zeke or Pollard? And Zeke, Zeke will take that, and Zeke will be on the field for more plays um, than Pollard will. Like I said, if you go back you and think? look, oops, sorry. Pollard, Pollard, since he's entered the league, he always has these couple good games. He's always been a waiver guy that people pick up. In a few weeks, they'll drop him again because they'll go back to Zeke. And it has nothing to do with Pollard's talent or Zeke's talent. It's the amount of money they're paying Elliott. They're going to run, like Eric, you said, they're going to run Elliott to the ground. What's How much are they paying him? Like $10 million plus a year? They're not like letting 14. It, yeah, they're not letting $14 million sit on the sideline compared to whatever Tony, Tony Pollard um, is getting paid. Yeah, Tony Pollard might be the better running back, might be younger, less less miles on his body. But Jerry Jones is not going to be made out to be look like a fool because of the money that he's spending on Elliott. Um, just like let's talk about Romo and and Dak. Even though Dak, when Dak took over, um, Dak looked really good, and everyone said Dak should be the starter. But Jerry Jones kept saying once Romo comes back is healthy. He's my guy. He's my guy. And it took Tony Romo to say, I'll, I'll be the backup and sit out until, you know, the year's over or whatever. Um, or I don't know, maybe he retired mid season. I forget what happened, but I remember Jerry Jones pushing for Romo to be the starter. He'll get uh-huh. the last say. And just like in this, they're going to run Elliot to the ground until. Yeah. Until he likes his players. And this yeah. is tied. This is tied for the most touches Pollard's had. Um, I was just looking up his game log. So he's had 13 or more touches five times. But in the yeah. games immediately following those, he didn't even touch eight. Yeah. So I think, again, I think they're just products of the gameplay. So, yeah. Another, um, another question. <clears throat> yes, sir. Do you think you could trade James Robinson for Zeke right now? You no. No. James uh, Robinson is, is not. Josh I mean, Jacobs. I want to move on. I think you might be able to get like Ceh for Zeke. That might be the lowest. That some maybe Miles Sanders for Zeke. No, I'm saying if you were trading for Zeke. Yeah, like I think you could probably give that Zeke owner Miles Sanders or Ceh. That might be the lowest of that tier. That it might be a straight up that somebody could. Um, but let's let's talk about uh, Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry real quick. Um, Derrick Henry bounced back. He obviously showed why he should have been a top three pick top four pick um is this do you think we're going to see more of week two derrick henry or more of week one derrick henry moving forward do you think they just this was uh hey just feed me because week one i didn't get anything 
No, was, they're gonna, they're gonna keep giving the ball. Thirty it carries. Was, it was feed me because Ryan Tannehill has sucked to, to start the season. Uh, yeah, first they time know. Eight, Oops, there. No, you're fine. First time in I think 18 games, um, Tannehill did not throw a touchdown pass. Um, he has struggled to start the start the year, um, and they could thank um, Henry for saving them in that game. He he did it all. Yeah, he did. And he had a good it, chance to bring him back. AJ Brown, AJ Brown, uh, yeah, him and Julio are. They're just haven't really showed much since since uh, since the start of the season. It's only been two weeks, but I don't know. Tannehill just has not looked the same, and uh, the Texans have just tied the game. Yeah, they did. Davis Mills bringing it back. Uh, Eric, so with Aaron Jones having his four touchdown showing. Um, he only had seven touches the week in week one. What do you think with Aaron Jones now moving forward? Is that a candidate that I guess is he does he have a chance to be top five running back moving forward? Um, or is that you know seeing his low low floor of four points compared to 41 points in week two? You know, what do you think there? Yeah, um, I mean, for this is going to be the best game of of the season, I think for him, it's a very great sell opportunity, you know, to get one of those top guys. Um, I don't know. We saw it all last season. It's, it's like uh, the coach uh, LaFleur doesn't like him. I don't know. It, it, at least last season, it seemed like he didn't like him and didn't want him on the team. Um, like the one game he, he benched him at halftime because he wore sunglasses, but now he wears sunglasses every single game. It's like, what are you doing? Um, we'll see. I, I hope he uses them. They need to use if they want that offense going, you know, they need to use their, their best players. Um, they, they can't get blown out like they did week one. Um, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to let that happen. So, um, you know, he's going to be great. He's going to be a top five to eight running back. You provide, you know, as long as they, they use him correctly. But like I said, what we saw last year, you, you never know. Well, you're not, uh, you're not wrong that you know they should be using their studs and that they will use their studs. But I'm going to be honest with you, I am not. I'm a, I'm a big fan of selling Aaron Jones right now. I think you should try to get rid of him uh, while you can. They have five of their next seven games are on the road, so that worries me. On top of that, they're facing the 49ers, Steelers, Bengals, Bears, Redskins, Cardinals, and Chiefs. That's scary as hell for me. And, like, I'm not sitting here expecting that Aaron Jones is going to be getting five-plus yards per carry. And if he's not doing that, well, then you're expecting him to get, you know, doing really well through the air because he's usually not getting you 15-plus carries a game. Um, He'll get you 18 touches, but usually a little bit through the air. And I really don't think that this four, five, six touchdown thing, um, or sorry, four, five, or six catch game is going to be consistent because he had six catches and three touchdowns. Three of them or two of them were from the four and 11 yard line. It's not very often you see running backs doing that. Um, and like I mentioned to you, Eric, we saw, we saw his floor 4.2 points week one. I don't want that from a guy I drafted in the first round. Um, now we see the boom potential because he had the 41 points and that's what you really want. But we've also seen that throughout his career. He's been up and down. Um, so I know we're going to talk about ourselves later. He is one for me, um, but I just had to get that off my chest. And while I did that, let's move into uh, some of our th- themes that we're going to work on uh, today, some of our categories. 
Uh, seeing as I did just talk about one of our cells, why don't we talk about um, one of our biggest surprises so far? So why don't we each pick someone that's been a big surprise through uh, two weeks for us? Uh, Keenan, why don't you start? I think you're muted there, bud. I apologize. Technical no difficulties. But um, my biggest surprise is not a good surprise. It's George Kittle. When you drafted him in the third round, what were you expecting to get out of George Kittle? At least, what, six, seven receptions per game and maybe a touchdown by now? Um, what, he had, what, four catches, 17 yards or so last game. Um, but for a second straight week, he didn't didn't get – didn't find the end zone, so I'm very surprised on that. And um, maybe I'm more surprised on that whole 49ers offense. Um, I know Antonio, you are always saying how Shanahan's a great offensive mind, one of the best in the NFL, but George Kittle hasn't really produced. Um, Ayuk, I know he's dealing with a little bit of a hammy or whatever, hasn't produced. And those two guys, before the season started, I thought would be, you know, have especially Ayuk, I thought he would have a great – uh, breakout year but with george kittle i don't know i uh hopefully they start using them a little bit more it seems like they're using them more on the run blocking because they have 20 running backs that they got to feed over there and uh and um i'm kind of sick of it to be honest with you <laughs> how about you eric who are you surprised with uh mine's a bad surprise also uh that's antonio gibson uh he was being drafted you know what in the second round um, you know, and I was, I was very high on him as well, on him as well, but, you know, just through two weeks, I'm pretty disappointed, especially last week. It's a, a high scoring, you know, 30 to, um, I forgot what, I forgot. 30 to 29. Yeah. 30 to 29. It was, it was a high scoring, um, close game and he didn't really do much and he only had two targets. I mean, I know McKissick was, you know, got a lot of targets last year, but you know, I thought that was more of an Alex Smith thing. Uh, apparently not. Um, but yeah, I just, I really thought he'd be more involved. You know, I think he's got the talent and has the ability. He, they just gotta, gotta give him the ball more. Um, but yeah, he's a bit of a surprise for me. My surprise is a good surprise since both of you guys were being negative Nellies, uh, but mine's DeAndre Swift. Uh, I was worried about him going into the season of possibly being that top eight, top nine back that he originally started out being. Um, but as we progressed into the drafts, he started becoming a value for me, fourth round, fifth round in some cases, uh, mostly the third round, though. But I was able to scoop him up in a good amount of leagues. I'm very happy about that. Um, they're using him in the passing game like I anticipated, but he's actually leading the league in targets for running backs. That I did not see. 16 targets right now. That was one more than McCaffrey. Um, that'll probably continue to get higher now that McCaffrey decided to go die on us. Um, so with Swift, um, like I said, I'm really excited for him. Uh, he's getting the touches too, uh, at least 12 in each game. I'm not worried about Jamal Williams. It's an offense that loves to use the running backs. So if you can go around getting some DeAndre Swift, go ahead and do that. But he's been a big surprise for me, and I'm really glad that I had bought him. Um, even though he maybe hasn't gotten as many touches each week as everybody was hoping for. Well, you know, just last tangent – 12.50 week one, I got that notification on Twitter that DeAndre Swift was going to be very, very limited with touches. Took him out of all my lineups. And of course, he, he had the Same. 19 touches, and That's... like I was so mad. Um, 
I wasn't sure a lot of people were right, but yeah. um, would have been thankful if you missed that notification for one of those days, huh? Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about player that we are surprised about. Um, I want to go a little bit reverse because I did talk talk about my my player that we would be trading away already in Aaron Jones. So Eric, why don't you talk about a player that you're trading away uh, after two weeks? Oops, sorry, I'm on mute as well. Um, yeah, so I'll mute each other's show. Yeah, mine's Allen Robinson. Uh, it's not necessarily because I don't like him. Um, it's just, you know, with the rookie quarterback coming in for his first start, um, you know, I just think you can trade him for, if you can flip him for an A.J. Brown, um, maybe in a Justin Jefferson, maybe if you give him, give a, you know, add a little piece to it or something. Um, you know, a lot of people are high on fields, so they might be, you know, really excited about it. You might be able to do that straight up trade for one of those top wide receivers. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I, I've said it before. I'm not a huge fields fan. Uh, he could be great, but um, for for his first season, you know, I, oh. I just think you can I just think you can flip a Rob for one of those top guys at the moment and. You know, even if you got to add a little something, um, I think you can get it done. Interesting, uh, not to interrupt, Eric. Uh, breaking news here on the NFL: Wild Card Weekend playoffs is going to have a Monday night game this year. Ooh, that's nice. That will be fun. But you're right. Yeah. Um, a big, a big conviction for Allen Robinson truthers was that he's going to have his best quarterback ever, whether it be Dalton or Fields, either or should be that that player. Well. Dalton has not panned out, and you're right. We haven't seen a lot from Fields, and neither has Nagy. So um, I was never an Allen Robinson fan either after his rookie year. But, um, yeah, I agree with you there, Eric. Keenan. Uh, yeah, my cell, one of my cells is Robert Gronkowski. One, his name is Gronkowski. Um, a lot of people get blinded by names um, and don't really do research. Uh, two, He's 32 years old, guys. He is not. He's not going to score two to two touchdowns per per game, which he is on pace right now for the rest of the year. Um, like I said, 32 year old, uh, a lot of wear and tear on that body. The Buccaneers played probably two very average to below average defenses in the Cowboys and the Falcons. Um, so this is your time to trade them because I I don't think that that offense in Tampa has. So many mouths to feed, and I mean, you saw last year Gronk wasn't really using that offense until the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, if you have him in dynasty, this is your last, probably your last time to trade him. Congrats, congrats to Blake Smith on uh, ripping off Alex Nikoloff the other day. Um, what was that trade, guys? So that was like a second and, and Rondale, no, it was Terrence, Terrence Marshall. Marshall. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, um, Blake don't go Smith. crazy, guys. Blake Smith with a robbery on that one. I know he'll listen to to this um, to this podcast and he'll uh, have a smile when he hears me talk about it. But um, like I said, if you have Gronk Dynasty, you're probably your last chance to get rid of him off your off your roster. You're not going to get the Marshall in the second for him, but you might get I don't know a second or a third maybe, and that's worth it to to move the move them. And in redrafts, if you can get you know adapt running back or wide receiver to help to help you. I think it's a good time to move them. You know, get Noah Fant, uh, get Dallas yeah. Goddard. Um, yeah. 
You know, add another piece with with uh, Gronkowski to get Hawkinson. Go get Mark Andrews. You know, the tight end position sucks right now. Go get Kyle Pitts. You know, I mean, like you can very much sell. You can easily sell someone that, hey, Gronk's going to get you 10-plus touchdowns this you could, year. You could trade Rob Gronkowski, and you could pick up Jack Doyle off waivers, who is currently at uh, tight end seven. Um, so, Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a crapshoot. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I was – Really ex- hoping for OJ Howard this uh, this season, but I'm not going to get any of that. Not getting any of that at all. All right. Well, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Uh, make sure you're following myself at Antonio Denisi FF. Uh, make sure you're following Keenan at Keenan underscore seven one six and Eric at Biggie underscore FF. Uh, make sure you're checking us out on YouTube. Uh, make sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you know every time that we are uh, showing up for you. Check out the website, DynastyMafiaPodcast.network. Ooh, hello. Catch in my throat there. Sorry about that. You had ketchup in your throat? Oh, I wish. More like ranch. <laughs> you know, more of a ranch guy. Come on. Not, don't uh, swear at me like that. Uh, all right, so we just talked about some cells. Let's let's get into a buy, guys. Let's get into a buy. So, uh, Keenan, why don't you talk about a player that you're trying to buy right now? I am trying to buy. Let me, let me scroll here to my uh, buy list. One second. Oh, this yeah. This guy we it's, were talking about earlier. Yeah, we already talked about him. Yeah, it's Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah, he's been fairly quiet. We talked about that. Uh, he, so far, has 32 attempts, 100-some yards. He's averaging about 50 yards a game. Um, he's seen about eight targets, 50 yards on that. But the good news is Taylor started slow last year, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, this week – this week he plays the Titans, and surprisingly, the Titans' uh, defense hasn't been hasn't been that great. And I I can see him starting. I can see the Colts starting to increase his workload now, especially with Carson Wentz. Probably going to miss some time, and the team is going to turn to Jacob Eason. Um, so we might see him more in the in the run game and a little bit of those dump dump down passes to get those PPR uh, points. But uh, if you can get Jonathan Taylor after his slow start for something. I don't know, maybe trade Zeke. Or no, you can't trade Zeke for Jonathan Taylor. I'm just kidding. But um, I don't know. Um, yeah. We, talked, yeah, we talked a bit about JT. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, all right, let me just talk about my guy. We talked just a tad about A.J. Brown. Um, you know, all of the elite wide receivers this year, the Kelvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, uh, Devontae Adams for a moment – you know, really just Tyreek Hill has been the one that's killing it, and people, I think, are getting worried that, you know, they drafted wide receivers over their running back. So, you know what you do, damn it? You go trade one of those running backs, and you get yourself that A.J. Brown. Yes, sir. He's got 17 targets. That is perfect. That That is just about over eight targets a game. That means that when you're going to talk about a whole season, that's over 130 targets. He's never seen that many targets before. So if you're sitting here worried about A.J. Brown, you don't need to be because Ryan Tannehill is going to get it together. Derek Henry is going to show everybody how the run game needs to be established, which they did in week two. So right now is the best time to buy low for him because you're not going to be able to do it after this. Like, you're really not. I understand he's only he doesn't have more than 50 yards yet. They're about to have Indianapolis, which is why he's going to blow up. Then they got the Jets. Then they got Jacksonville. Come on, guys. That's the next three weeks. You're probably talking about the next wide receiver one or two after that stretch because he's going to blow them up. We saw Julio break out last week, uh, getting some rapport with uh, Tannehill. So I'm really excited for uh, A.J. Brown. I would give up Austin Eckler for him, uh, Joe Mixon, 
go trade. Uh, honestly, don't yell at me for this, man, but no, get rid of Delvin go. Cook. Get rid of Delvin Cook. I have been telling Ooh. you guys before I would have picked Kamara over Cook at pick two. Pass on Delvin Cook. He's probably poss- possibly going to miss this week. He's not. They already said he's playing. I, but they, possible. Because I told you before, you I don't, I don't Listen, like Minnesota's offense. Listen, he better play. I got him in my well, that's uh, what I'm saying. AJ Brown plus. League. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you could go get like uh mm, CEH and AJ Brown, I mean uh Miles Sanders and AJ Brown, like just you're not worried know, about I, CEH. I'm I, not I'm not worried at all because I'm, he's he's getting all the red zone touches, he's getting a lot of targets. He he's shown he can catch the or I'm sorry, he's not getting a lot of targets, but he's shown he can catch the ball. Um, they're just spreading the ball out a lot right now, and they have to score in different ways than they anticipated. They've had hard games. I think CEH is going to be just fine. I'm I'm reaching for the panic button, but I'm not pressing it. Yeah, CEH. But um, and, and that's fair. I get it. Like you know, last year he was a letdown, but he was a letdown because of the fantasy community. He wasn't a letdown yeah. because of being a rookie. The, the good thing is with CEH, he really has no one in his backfield. That's um, that's what I'm saying. He's got all the red zone carries. Yeah, so I, I, I know they throw the ball, but he looks so small out there. I know he's small, but like I, I, I can't, I can't remember the last time he broke a tackle. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't get tackled. He, he's elusive. That's when why. I said a star was born. Yeah. When I said a star was born was the last time he broke a tackle. Yeah, like yeah, last year, week two. That was probably, yeah. <laughs> no, but back to the question though. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm, uh, um. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not worried about CEH. I think he's another good buy low candidate. Um, but yeah, him him and AJ Brown, if you could package, if you can get those two guys by selling a, an elite, you can go for that. Um, but Eric, I'll let you talk anyway because you got to talk to us about your player you're buying. Another one of the elites, uh, yeah, DK Metcalf. Um, yeah, oh, another you- struggling wide receiver. Thank you. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, a few down hold weeks. Um, hold on, Eric. What's your feeling on Tyler Lockett right now? Well, I'm about to tell you. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we it, hold it on, Eric. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait, a, right, go ahead. Right. Continue. Tyler Lockett, though. Let's talk right, about that. Right. <laughs> the same thing happened with Tyler Lockett last year. He had. It was five or six good weeks for fantasy, and three of them came in the first three weeks of the season, six. So 50% of his good weeks for fantasy came in the first three weeks of the season. And then everything switched right back to DK Metcalf, just like it's going to this year. I think it's going to happen this week. DK Metcalf is going to have two touchdowns over 100 yards, and there's gonna you're going to see the switch. And I'm telling you, Lockett's still going to have his good games. I'm not hating on Lockett. I mean, he's still a great player. He's going to have his good games. But it, they're they're going to be, you know, few and far in between compared to every single week, like like we're seeing the first couple of weeks, just we like we see. did last year with him. We will see. You better hope so. Russ can cook, but... You better hope it, so. It's usually <laughs> one or the other. It's either DK or it's or it's Lockett. Speaking of Russ cooking, did you see that uh, Pete Carroll said that in the press conference? Said that Russ was cooking, and he oh, immediately sorry. immediately recanted, and he was like, "No, I didn't say that." He goes, "I have never once in my life ever said that," and I just said that. He said, "Don't tell him I said that." <laughs> He's oh, like, man. "Yeah, we're letting Russ cook." <laughs> you know what that means? 
I know, we're in trouble. That, going, that, Chris that Carson's my, about to have a big game. Yeah, week. that means my stress <laughs> is completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, probably, oh, man. Chris Carson's about to get 30, 30 rushing attempts, 10, 10 receptions. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, you just uh, hinted at uh, our stresses and our impresses, so why don't, why don't we lead right into that, too, because uh, we've got a bit to talk about. Uh, so, all right, uh, we have our impresses and our stresses. Our version of starts and sits. So, uh, impresses. Eric, why don't you start with uh, – why don't you talk about all three of your impresses? Yeah, Eric, why don't you impress us? Yeah, Eric, impress us. Yeah. Oh, these boys are going to impress you this week. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, one of them, Keenan, you were just talking about earlier, my boy I George hope. Kittle. I hope he's, so. Again, he is going to turn it around this week. I'm telling you, it – he can't go too long without killing it. I mean, the first week he had 78 yards. It's not like it was the worst week. Um, you know, it wasn't that elite kind of production that we're, we're used to, but uh, it's just the targets. He has to get those targets, and I think they're going to come his way, um, especially going up against Green Bay. I think they're going to have to put a lot of points up. Um, yeah, I, I think I think George Kittle turns it around. He I think he's a slam dunk this week and, and really turns it around for the season. Um, my next one is... Anthony's boy, DeAndre Swift, uh, going up against Baltimore. Um, seeing what Baltimore did last week against the Chiefs and and just seeing how they couldn't keep, how the Lions couldn't keep up with Green Bay, they got to keep the ball out of Lamar's hands however they can, and I think they're going to lean on DeAndre Swift in this one. On top of the targets he's been seeing in the passing game, um, you know, I think he's going to have a great week. Uh, and then my last one, Tyler Boyd. Uh, you know, especially with Higgins being injured now, they're going up against the Steelers, so they're probably gonna have to put, you know, put put up some points uh, to to keep up with them. Um, I mean, I know I know Big Ben's banged up, but you know, I think you know they got a good offense still, and they're gonna they're gonna be putting it on them. So, um, and not only that, Tyler Boyd's been getting his. He had nine targets last week, and he he led the team in receiving. So, um, I think he's gonna keep going and have another good week. Uh, so. You know, and he he's and you you can put him in your flex. I mean, he he's a great flex option for this week. So, um, especially yeah. with that scary Pittsburgh uh, front coming at Burrow, he's gonna have to get rid of that ball. Yeah. Uh, all right. How about I uh, talk about my impresses? So let's see here. We've got my boy. I've been talking about him a little bit. Chase Edmonds, breakout week at Jacksonville. Um, so one of these weeks they have to realize that he's more talented than James Conner and they just need to start giving him, giving the work all, just take the training wheels off, say, man, come on, go. Uh, he's got 29 touches total. He's averaging over five yards per carry. He's currently sitting at running back 18. He's nine for nine on targets and catches. And he doesn't have a touchdown yet, guys. He hasn't scored yet. And he's RB 18. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited with the opportunity that he has. Um, I'd be trading Kareem Hunt for him, Miles Gaskin for him, uh, Chris Carson, you know, to get him Chase Edmonds plus. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about him. So uh, I'm really excited for him to break out this week against Jacksonville. Uh, Cortland Sutton against the Jets. That is my second impress this week. This guy's going to freaking kill it. Cortland Sutton last week, according to Jacob Gibbs, had more air yards, which was 258, than any player did in all of 2020. The whole season, he had more air yards. And air yards means how far the ball travels um, to when you catch it. So if you catch it, you know, at the 10-yard line, you have a 20-yard catch, 10 air yards, 
10 yards after catch. Anyways, so he had 258 air yards. Teddy Bridgewater is known for not throwing the ball down the field, and he's been doing that in this system. So no Bronco had more than six targets last week as well. With Jerry Judy out, Cortland Sutton's a killer, man, and he's facing the Jets. Third and final one, Kyle Pitts. It is time, everybody. Kyle Pitts time. 100-plus yards, one touchdown. That is happening this week against the New York Giants. The Giants are historically bad at covering the tight end. He had five catches for 73 yards last week. He is coming out of his shell, boys. I am sick of people crapping on Kyle Pitts and expecting, you know, 500 yards after two games. No, 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 no. You put the expectations on him. No. Yes. People expect that he's already a bust because he hasn't done anything after two weeks. Well, he's already got over 100 yards, man. You keep playing out this season so far. He's on pace for 900 yards. That is really freaking awesome for a rookie and super underwhelming but if he continued to do that right that's now. What me and told, that's what me and Eric told you. But your numbers were like 1,400 yards. No, I had him for 1,008 yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah, and I'm yeah. still sticking with that because he is going to get that. Now, <laughs> like I said, Chase Edmonds, Cortland Sutton, Kyle Pitts. I'm going to give you all a little bonus. Jalen Hurts, my number Man, one you, quarterback of the week. You have been on Jalen Hurts since this season started. And – I mean, this past week, Eric, when we were um, in the group chat and Antonio was like, oh, my God, Jalen Hurts this, Jalen Hurts that. I, I thought the score was like 40 to 2 or or 7 or whatever. Well, I, I think it was 7 to nothing. It was 3 nothing. It was 3 nothing. Dude, Jalen Hurts was looking good against San Francisco. Like, I get it that they lost. I get that the score was as high yeah. as everybody wanted. But Devontae Smith screwed up. Jalen Rager had a yeah. touchdown call back for like – 60 or 70 yards that he stepped out of bounds on out of bounds yeah that was a you nice know, throw. He, um, he, he made really coupled really nice throws i'll give you that but you take those throws away he had an average game he doesn't have less than 60 yards in any game he started rushing so far that's a great floor to, i thought you're about to say passing no he, he's he has not rushed for less than 60 yards in any game he starts so i don't know uh number one quarterback this week jalen hurts money out of football want to put a six pack on it on him and you get in the field or him being number one. Yeah. How about this? You you owe me three six packs if I'm right, and I'll get you one. What is this? Shannon Sharp and uh who's the other guy on uh Skip Bayless yeah. when they bet when they bet Mountain Dew? <laughs> is that what he and did? They, well, hey, they, when the odds are not forever in my favor. Sure, sure. So three three there you go. Three for one. Sure. Someone sounds number scared. one. Number one. He'll be number one this week. Number one. Who do they play? All right. They're playing at Dallas on Monday Night Football. Oh, jeez. All right. All right. Tell us your impresses. All right. Um, I lost my train of thought here. But uh, my first one's my first impress, um, Saquon Barkley this year, this week, boys. I know slow start. He's only had, what, 23 attempts, under 100 yards, and zero touchdowns. Um, I'm not surprised by it. I know some people are, but, I mean, before – the season started. What did the Giants say? We're going to ease them in. We're going to ease them in. And he played a couple good D lines uh, in the Broncos and and the Redskins. Um, they play Atlanta this week. I think we mentioned that. And Atlanta's defense is horrible, and they've been horrible for years, and they'll stay horrible. Um, so Barkley is my first impress this week. Uh, second one, Elijah Mitchell. Um, the 49ers running back backfield has been a mess this, this year um, so far. 
and last week they had four running backs get hurt or three running backs get hurt. I don't even know how many. I lost count. Um, but looks like Mitchell survived the injury bug there, and with really no one behind him, um, I think he has a good game because of the amount of touches that he'll he'll have. I know he plays the Packers. Packers are okay, I guess, at deep on defense. Um, my my last impress is the backfield for the Broncos. They play the Jets, guys. Um, Melvin Gordon, Williams, uh, they're both going to tear it up, and just because the Jets stink. And speaking of the Jets, did anyone see that uh, TikTok of that kid breaking down uh, the one? The one Zach Wilson interception. No, but I was uh, going to talk about them at the it. end, so let's just bring us right into it, man. Well, I mean, the, the TikTok, the kid, the kid, like tore up all eleven, got all eleven jets on the field. The offensive line, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Um, the wide receivers had no separation, and uh, and then Wilson just threw it up for Gabe Davis, and then Gabe Davis leaped for the ball and looked like he jumped two inches. Looked like Big E was trying to catch the ball there. You say Gabe uh, Davis? No, uh, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. Yeah, I knew you. And uh, did I say Gabe Davis? Um, I got a Gabe Davis jersey today, so that's he's on my mind. But uh, I'll show you later. Got the hype but, train in your background. Yeah, you like that? Third down. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but what are we bringing this into? I I don't know what we're talking about. Why 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 are we talking about the Jets? So I was going to talk about um, oh the Zach Wilson. Yeah, talk about, have Eric talk about that as well and his I'm not thoughts. On- he could have 50 interceptions this year. It doesn't matter to me because that team is horrible. And Eric, you go ahead. You you tell you tell us your Peyton Manning stat. Tell us that you're yeah. Tell us you're not too worried, Eric. I'm not worried. I mean, like he said, it's his rookie season. He, they're gonna. He's going in. He's he is somebody who we saw in the preseason. Who even said in a post keep in a in a conference one time. He's like. I, I took some of those shots just to see what I can get away with. Um, not not saying every single interception is why, but I'm just saying, like, he's not somebody that's afraid to sling the ball, and he's not somebody that's afraid to to try and, and and you know, get get the ball to the, the defender however he can. So if he's going to throw some interceptions, I'm not worried about it. It's his rookie season. Peyton Manning threw 14 interceptions in his first four rookie – in his first four games of his rookie season. Um not saying he's the next Peyton Manning. I'm just saying he's very young. It's his second game. He's on a horrible team. Don't got to worry about it, at least not yet. Bruce Aarons was uh, Peyton Manning's coach, so I can give you some of that. Bruce, uh, but speaking of Bruce Aarons, Tampa Bay, uh, you know, Tom Brady had a lot of picks last year, so he's prone to do that. Jameis Winston had his 30-plus. Uh, but the Buccaneers last year were the first team in NFL history or the Buccaneers last week, sorry, were the first team in NFL history to lose a turnover margin by three or more, have 100 or more penalty yards, and allow 450 or more yards of offense and still win the game. How crazy was that? That was, that was some interesting stuff. But speaking of the uh, – keeping on the Bucs, what I wanted to talk was obviously Tom Brady talking about playing till he's 50 years old. He's nuts. Like – But is he, is he nuts, though? He's like, nuts. He's, he's what he is now uh 10 touchdowns, I believe, away from throwing more touchdowns in his 40s than he did in his 20s. He looked good, like <laughs> they were showing a stat. Not they were, no, him. listen, they were showing a stat of how like how fast he's throwing the ball, and he was he's been he's throwing it faster than he was in his 30s. Like he's I don't well, he know was, what he did. 
I he, was, know, he he put he put AI technology in his arm or something, dude. I don't know. Yeah, He's, he was aver- he was average in his twenty, so I'm not surprised by that. So, Keenan, <laughs> you were talking about selling Gronk earlier, and AB's yeah. probably not going to be playing this week with COVID issues. So, with that being said, you got Jalen Ramsey probably shadowing Mike Evans. Is Chris Godwin and, and oh, Gronk I, Gronk going to go crazy this week? Oh, I didn't I didn't know uh, AB wasn't playing. He was one of my stresses. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Ramsey can, can shadow Godwin. Mike Evans well, is going to go off. Well, yeah, that's what I, I'm. That's I mean, what I'm trying to figure out. Is I think he might. Sh- he's that. He wasn't shadowing this. They talked about not sh- having shadow this year, Ramsey. But I think they might put him on Evans, just like you know, week one. Evans kind of got shut down. And everybody else did well. Yeah, but I mean, I, I it's it, you, you got to pick your poison. You 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 got to just I guess. I don't know. I don't think shadowing a guy works. I, I I feel like Ramsey should should just stick to one side of the field and, and shut that side of the field down, and let let the let the other corners and and the safety help on the other side. Yeah, and generally he does. They were they just have been talking about him becoming. He doesn't want to be a shutdown. He wants to move all over the field. That's why he loves the system this year. Yeah. And last week against Michael Pittman. They didn't put him on until Michael Pittman was already doing well, and then you know he got shut down. So I don't know. I just I I was kind of thinking Godwin's going to be the one to really maybe blow up this week. And I know you were talking about selling Gronk, but I'm kind of thinking this might be another big Gronk week, just because of the fact of you know AB possibly being out, Fournette wasn't playing, um, and then you know Ramsey being there for the Rams. Um, don't play any Rams running backs, guys. Those are my stresses. Save yourself. Yeah, you're killing me here. Well, let's get in. Talk about our stresses, Keenan. Why don't you talk about our stresses, and then we'll get to closing the show up. I mean, you pretty much said them all. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, everyone. You're blank stresses, on my sheet, man. Remember all my happens? no, I'm not. I'm not on my sheet. You got to hit the refresh button on that computer. But um, <laughs> all my stresses are from the same game: the Tampa Bay versus Rams game. Uh, all the running backs from the Rams. All the running backs from um, the Buccaneers. Don't start them if you have a better option. Uh, Henderson has that, I think, rib injury. Uh, Sony Michelle sucks. Um, I know, Tony, you were a big guy on Sony Michelle after he got traded. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't know wh- who the starter is anymore. I know last year they said, or last week, they said that Ronald Jones was going to be the starter, and then he had 34 yards um, or whatever he had, and Fournette seems to disappear at times. So, and they're both both defenses are really good at uh, stopping a run. I had a stat up earlier about the Buccaneers. Oh, the Buccaneers, their third 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 year in a row, were the be- were the best um, run stopping defense early this early in the, in the season. So I I'm not I'm not starting those running backs. And that AB was my um was my other stress. But if he's not playing, then I don't I don't have another stress for you guys. So we'll stick with AB. AB. I like well, it. The, the reason yeah, I had AB was I, I feel like Ramsey's going to be on him a lot if if he plays. Um, but also that COVID issue, if he does play, I, a lot of players seem to, when they get back on the field, it takes them a while to adjust again, back to get back to football, football shape. Yeah, so recap those stresses for me. The whole backfield for both teams, the Rams and, and, and the Bucks. And bad uh, luck all behind me. And AB. All right, beautiful. Thank you. All right, uh, I'll get to my stresses. Uh, I talked about Mike Evans already. I'm 
we talked about why. So that's good on Mike Evans. Um, I talked briefly. Jamar Chase at Pittsburgh is going to be my other stress for this week. So even now with T. Higgins going out, I'd like to think that'd be better for Jamar Chase, but it's probably not going to be. Uh, Burrow's going to have to get rid of that ball really quick with the Steelers' defensive line coming at him. That uh, Bengals' offensive line has not been helping him at all. Uh, so as much as I love Jamar Chase the last two weeks, he is going to be a sit for me this week and uh, or a stress, but I'm definitely going to sit him. Uh, Aaron Jones is stressing me out, too. Um, I know we talked a lot about him earlier in the show, but uh, playing against San Francisco, Miles Sanders wasn't able to do cr- too crazy last week. They were able to shut down the whole Philly offense that pit up um, a lot of points in week one. So I just think uh, Green Bay bouncing back after their good performance against the Lions. Look, they don't get to play the Lions every week. Uh, they're traveling uh, to the West Coast to play San Fran, so I think Aaron Jones might have to do more in the passing game than the run game, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 10 touches uh, or 10 rushes again. So it, I wouldn't expect a top 10 performance from Aaron Jones. It's crazy to me with with the pack, the Packers or with Aaron Jones. Either he gets the ball 20-plus times or he doesn't see the ball at all. Yeah, and, and that's always been – like I get it that he had, what was it, 18 touchdowns two years ago, but yeah. I think he had like – 18 like 15 of those touchdowns in like seven games yeah and that's not what you want um so yeah so i have uh mike evans jamar chase and aaron jones eric you're so wrong about mike evans has said but um, i don't want to be <laughs> um my first well, one well, well, well hold on bro. let me just because you know you mentioned who is always the player that I guess is the biggest um, up and down volatile player for that offense. It's always Mike Evans. Yeah. He's either like last year, that's what he did too. He either had games of three catches or games of eight catches. Um, Like he's getting the touchdowns. That's what he'll get. I just won't be surprised if he gets four catches for, you know, 30 yards and a touchdown this week because of what the Rams are doing or because they just choose not to even go towards Evans because Ramsey, Ramsey might not start off shadowing him. That's the thing. If that's how it starts, whomever does better, Godwin or Evans, is probably what they might do with Ramsey. So, um, yeah. or AB, we'll, we'll see who's right. Hey, we should take a six pack. All right, you go, you go. Can we? Right. Can we? Um, tally, can we tally up these six packs? By the way, they're they're somewhere. You know, they're somewhere. Yeah. All right. They're on recordings. <laughs> so my first one was is Chris Carson, but I mean, like we said, after uh, Pete Carroll said Russ is cooking. Game over on that one. Chris Carson's going to have a great week. No, but really, I think, you know, with the Delvin Cook injury, I think Minnesota's going to be leaning on their, you know, their extremely good wide receivers because why wouldn't they? Um, which I think this game could turn into a, to a you know, a high-scoring passing attack type of game. You know, Russ is going to cook. He's going to lean on Lockett and DK. Um, not saying Chris Carson's going to have a bad game, but just tempering my ex- expectations, Not not looking for him to have that you know, high production, high production type of game. Um, my other one's Terry McLaurin. Uh, obviously I love Terry. Um, we all do. Yeah. We all love Terry. Uh, but you know, with Taylor Heineke, speaking of shadowing, if Trey White shadowing Terry, yeah. I, I don't know, man, it, it's going to be a rough game for him. It's going to be rough waters. Um, I still think he'll be all right. You can't sit him. Um, but again, yeah. temper your expectations with Terry. It's gonna it's gonna be rough waters for him this week. Have the Bills um, given up a passing um, touchdown yet? 
Oh, I mean, they did. That stupid Deontay Johnson catch. Yeah, yeah. That was the only one. That was the, the only, only one. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then my last one, James Robinson. He hasn't had any kind of crazy type of game yet, um, but I feel like people are still playing him just because what the running back landscape always looks like every year. Um, but he's going up against the Cardinals. Cardinals defense looks really good. Chandler, excuse me, you can't speak. Chandler Jones is lighting it up. He had what five sacks last game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Cardinals are good. They're they're on fire. And again, this one, I think the you know the Jags are going to be trailing and going to have to going to have to pass quite a bit. So, um, James Robinson, he's you know again temper your expectations on him. He's he's you know probably going to have one of those eight to nine point type of games. Awesome. So, who'd you have there for your impre- your stresses again? Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin, and James Robinson. Perfect. All right, man. So, oh, that's that's hitting everything, man. I don't know. That's that's heads and stresses and impresses. Um, that's the eighteen players, I guess, on the good and bad sides for us. Um, man, I do want to have a, a side note, Freeman's. Getting the ball a little bit too much here for my liking. Just taking a look at that, actually. Seeing number thirty-two because yeah. that's not that's not uh, that's not who it should be. So that's why, like, you know, I know we said earlier in the show, 50 percent of Fab on whomever. It, it will depend. It, it, I think after this game log, if you see that Royce Freeman got, uh, you know, half as many carries as, as Chuba, that that's gonna be a lot better. But if uh, if they're split fifty-fifty, I might just avoid the backfield in general. Yeah. Because I wonder if Donald's going to throw the ball even a bit more than they already are. Because they can't run it twenty-five times a game without CMC. Yeah, definitely agree. That's going to be interesting. Um, all right, guys. Well, I think that wraps up uh, the episode for this week. So once again, make sure you are following us uh, on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Uh, make sure you're following me at Antonio Denisi FF. Uh, follow Keen at Keen underscore seven one six and Eric at Biggie underscore FF. Uh, make sure you're following us on. YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Dynasty Mafia Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, hit the bell, throw us a like, tell your friends uh, not to listen to us, I guess, if you'd like. But, um, yeah, that's going to wrap up the show. We uh, talked about our stresses and impresses. We talked about players we're buying, players we're selling, players we're surprised about. So we had a lot of good stuff uh, this week. And I think we'll have our streams of the week probably posted on Saturday night or Sunday through the website, and we'll probably get an article for our stresses and impresses to recap that as well. So to close out the show, Keenan, Eric, you got anything, fellas? I usually got something, but today I got nothing. You disappointed me. Yeah. Good luck I, this week. Yeah, good luck to yeah, everyone. Man. Week three, it's coming fast on us. Everybody, good luck. Trust your gut. Shoot us any messages on Twitter for any start-sit advice. And uh, as always, Mafia out. <laughs> <laughs>